This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think the players appreciate um, that it was a fresh start and that we you know, do it slightly different than the previous regimes. I think every manager coming into a new club wants to do it his own way, and um, the players have been really open. Um, their application, as I mentioned earlier, has been fantastic, and um, you know we need to build a relationship together now and, and get used to each other, get to know each other more, and um, hopefully the results will bear fruit from that. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast, it's something for the weekend time. Joining me to discuss the upcoming Crystal Palace game, surely Soho's Park will be the scene of back-to-back wins for the Gerard. Uh, Mr Chris Bird, welcome back. Hello, how are you? Not too bad, have you uh, recovered from your tabletop golf uh, snooker hammering by Dan Rogers? Just about, there's, there's still a bit of bitterness there but I can let it go. Yeah, I, I thought you wouldn't, and uh, I, he was just uh, shows that slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, it's the tortoise and the hare all over again. There's, uh, that's why it's a uh, proven fable. Speaking of tortoise and the hare, Gerard's uh, blazing start. I think Palace is uh, his next decent chance of getting points, and then it's. Uh, Tricky, tricky period with the likes of Manchester City and Liverpool coming up in a seven-game uh, month of December. So uh, people will need uh, patience there as he finds his feet. Right, this is not the regular show. This is just a catch-up uh, on the, the recent press conference and bringing you up to speed before the weekend's game. We like to start with a Villa Minute. Now we're winning. The big-time sponsors are back, bud. Yes. Tag, Tag have sent us two watches to record uh, the time of this filler minute. Wouldn't it be funny if people actually believe that we're getting sent all these watches? You'd rather have the cash, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, we've got our own eBay page for just watches. <laughs> the, week, the weekly watch drop. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, let's see if this I can get this uh, this fucking tag to work. Get that on. Submariner going. <laughs> right. Uh, on the count of three, one, two, three, go. In a week that the talk of Stephen Gerrard revolution was focused on the banning of fizzy drinks and condiments and a private player Instagram page. Only fans. The most important factor was a win over Brighton that lifted the five-game losing streak gloom, allowing Gerrard to now get on with a task in hand. The first 80 minutes of the Brighton game seemed to be about two teams more concerned about keeping their defensive shapes than risking anything going forward. When it came to sticking for a nil-nil or twisting for something more, Gerrard proved the more progressive. Bailey entered the fray, shortly followed by Young and El Ghazi, while Potter stuck taking off his highly effective fullbacks. The evervescent Ashley Young proved he can contribute from centre midfield by collecting an Akamba pass on the edge of his own box, driving through the bright midfield before releasing Watkins, who cut in from the left, dropped his shoulder and stoked the loudest reaction to a goal at Villa Park has seen this season with a top corner finish. Belief and relief in golf Villa Park and the circling clouds of doom were blown away. Ming showed real determination in recycling a touchline ball and ultimately swept the board into the roof of the net to seal the game. The Villa captain will also be pleased with the Villa's first clean sheet since the win at Old Trafford in September. Oh, we thought we were going to win the league after we won at Old Trafford. How, How long, long we were. I think it was just the Foistian pack with the devil that we had to uh, we had to make to get three points at Old Trafford. Right, we'll give you the three points, but you've got to lose your next five games. Yeah, deal done. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds fair. We've it's only waited for this like 15 years. It's fine. <laughs> it's worth it. We'll take it on the nose, those five games. Right, let's get up to speed with uh, Stephen Gerrard's press conference. Uh, the only bit I have any interest in, really, I, I shouldn't really confess this on such a show, but uh, it's the injury situation. Uh, everything else is... Uh, can I use that word I used in the last uh, podcast or the phrase? Uh, flimflam. Yep, I like that one. <laughs> right, uh, injuries. Uh, Trezeguet, he's on his way. He's on Ooh. his way, people. He's coming to save that means us. We're gonna score, he's going to score important <laughs> goals because he always does. Gerard said in terms of the longer-term injuries, Trezeguet is training well. He's completed his first full week of training. The idea for him is to complete a second week and then get some minutes. It sounds a bit New Year-ish to me. Maybe on the bench, uh, second half of December. You would think he'll probably yeah, he'll have next week and then maybe a 23s game or something like that. They'll try and get him a bit of a run out somewhere and then obviously he'll, he would have been getting sporadic minutes anyway just because of the options we've got. So it's going to be yeah. difficult for him to get lots of minutes. Meanwhile, it seems that uh, Burton Truray is a uh, longer term concern. Uh, Gerard admitted that he was still some weeks away so uh, we need to be patient on that one. He added Morgan Sanson has trained again fully and uh, Douglas Louise has come back into the squad as well. So uh, That's more good news, just having options. Yeah, midfield options, because uh, you, you want to have a real good look at all these midfield uh, players to actually uh, cement what he sees as his starting uh, central midfielders anyway. Yeah, it's basically a core facet of how we how we uh, go uh, moving forward. Uh, he did actually speak about Ramsey. I mean, I said last on the last show that uh, this was uh, in terms of a mentor. We would find out how Jacob Ramsey, you know, what his uh, potential is if he's a real uh, prospect because. Uh, with Gerard there, he, who knows the path literally because he plays the same position, and you know, also a homegrown uh, talent going through the ranks at Liverpool. He'll be the perfect mentor for Ramsey. So if Ramsey's got it, then uh, he's in the perfect place at the moment. Uh, I mean, the thing we know that Ramsey gets in the team because he's a good, good player in training, and it's just you know he's young at the moment, so uh, he needs to bet himself in in the real matches. But the signs and uh, there's a reason why uh, he got the nod. 
against Brighton. I thought he did well, didn't he? He obviously just faded a bit later in the game, and I think we needed to kind of switch things up. And he was he was kind of the obvious the obvious change at the time. Him and Buendia. Yeah. Uh, what else did he talk about? It was you know it was more kind of generic. Uh... A bit of chat about the academy. Obviously, he was at him and the full the full team were at uh, Bodymore on Monday night for the twenty threes. Yeah, and also singing the praises of uh, Ollie Watkins as well. In terms of. Uh... Palace game, uh, you look at the fixtures ahead, uh, the ones I just mentioned, including Liverpool, Manchester City, and you, and you look at Palace as a potential uh, chance to get a point or three. But then uh, under closer examination, uh, Palace... Uh, <laughs> Well-organised side. I mean, Vieira's doing a good job. Um, mm. In terms of the first thing that all these managers are saying in their new jobs, whether it's Gerard, whether it's Dean Smith, is, you know, you've got to become hard to beat. And that's something I uh, pointed at Smith while he was getting his players back because, you know, there are, uh, there have been reasons why uh, Smith has had it tough uh, when he was still at Villa and that was uh, a lot of injuries but as I said we weren't exactly making ourselves hard to beat during this period and you know we were shift giving away two goal leads with 10 minutes to go etc uh, etc et but Palace uh, I mean they're overall form which is over the last six games they are unbeaten uh, and but they've drawn four which suggests you know they because uh, they've got attacking They've got. They've always had the last few seasons real legit attacking prowess, and the problem was they were a bit flaky in the rest of the uh, field. But now you're in a situation where Vieira has toughened them up. Certainly in terms of uh, results, in terms of all the draws they've had, they're unbeaten at home as well this season, which was where somewhere where I wanted Villa to be before they played Manchester City. But they don't uh, concede a lot of goals at home. Alas, not. But yeah, they're currently seventh in the form league, uh, one, two, drawn four of their six games. That is exactly their home record as well across the season uh, in six games, uh, one, two, drawn four, and they're sixth in the home record this season. So currently at home and. Uh, and in recent form, they're very much up there in, as a top six or seven team. I think they've got good players. And, you know, at the start of the season, I'd sort of looked at them thinking, you know, they had that massive exodus, didn't they? They have loads of guys out of contracts and players leaving. And you thought, oh, God, they could be in trouble this year. You know, Fiera could have a really difficult task, but he's actually galvanised them really well. Yeah, I think you needed to freshen up a bit. But also, there was players, uh, good, good players. I mean, I'm talking about Ben Teke and uh, Zahar, where there was more to get out of them. Like, mm-hmm. Benteke, compared to his Villa form, shall we say, you know, he wasn't even at 20-25%. So if you can get him up another 50%, then suddenly you've got a player on your hands. And, yeah, and uh, even, even players like you know, Jordan Ayew, and they've got the young lad uh, Gallagher, haven't they, in midfield? He obviously got his England debut the other week. He's been playing really well, and Coyote. Now, they've got, a, they've, got, they've got a sort of a steeliness to their midfield, yeah. and, some, and some players are, you know, going forward, they can cause you problems, because it is very much a front three, isn't it? It's three proper yeah. forward players. And that's what they needed. They just needed to solidify and give themselves a foundation because, you know, those guys will, can win you games. Uh, although <laughs> in the, at the moment they're just drawing games, but uh, still they're, they're a threat and uh, this is not an easy place to uh, go. In terms of keeping the momentum going, if Gerard gets a point at Palace, uh, that would be considered a good result in the context of uh, Palace's kind of steely home form. Yeah, I mean, we've lost the last three there, haven't we, in the league as well? Our record hasn't been great. I think Benteke was the last time, you know, the, ben, the Benteke goal was the last time we won there. That was a long time yeah. ago. I mean, of course, the old, I still, I'm still haunted by that Lansbury goal that was chalked off. And last year, somehow we managed to lose that game. I mean, we were dreadful, weren't we, that day when we, we pl- again played really well in the first half. It was very similar to that Burnley uh, away game where, you know, we got ourselves into a good position and just 
fucking imploded in the second half. Yeah. Again. I think uh, Palace are currently on their uh, longest uh, unbeaten run in the Premier League uh, at, at the moment, aren't they? With seven uh, Premier League games without a defeat. Wow. So uh, normally we're the, the team that break records for the uh, the adverse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but hopefully this time we can switch that one around. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, when you look at just in terms of the Palace game, you think, well, man for man, there wouldn't be too many lads in their team who you'd have. There's a couple of guys maybe midfield, you'd probably have Zahar potentially, but a lot of the other guys you wouldn't, a bit similar to Brighton really. They're well-organised sides that have been on good runs of form, but man for man, you think we're a better side than them? I think it'll be similar to uh, the Brighton game in, in terms of keeping uh, your defensive shape. The uh, the emphasis on not getting beat cheaply will be the predominant driving force and then uh, see what happens uh, later on. Yeah, and safe in the knowledge that we know we've got firepower that can, can go and win us a game. Yeah. So would you expect a, a similar lineup? I can't see Bailey starting. No, I think I think it'll be pretty much the same side. Maybe Louise for Nakamba, they might go with that one. I don't think there'll be wholesale changes though. No, I mean there's also you could go Louise instead of Ramsey, but uh, it'll be interesting actually to see uh, with more players back. Uh, I mean, you know, Sanson is getting fitter and, and fitter. Oh, it's made me laugh that, that Birmingham Mail articles. The headline was Gerard says Sanson will be big player and. Uh, it's just like one word he said, uh, like, oh, yeah, he's fit. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good to have him back or something. That's all he said. Yeah, he <laughs> said, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we hope he comes to the party and good luck to him. Hopefully he does. It'd be interesting, of course, as well with the selection because they play midweek as well and then play Leicester. It's the first time we've had three games in a in a short space of time in, in quite a long time, actually. Yeah, so, for example, if Louise came in for uh, Ramsey... I wouldn't rule it out as a diss to Ramsey. It's potentially that he sees Ramsey more for the... Uh, City game. A bit more energy for that City game because we'll be running around like blue arse flies. Yes. Yeah, as, as well as uh, losing the last three at Palace, we've we've lost uh, five of the last six, so uh, our record at uh, Selhurst Park isn't great. Well, not only is it not a particularly pleasant gate place to go to, it's not a particularly easy place to play at either. It's not great for the fans and it's not great for the players. It's one of those difficult ones. Yeah. But, you know, if want to be where they want to be, you've kind of got to go there and find a way. Not quite as bad as Loftus Road, though, uh, in terms of uh, London shitholes. <laughs> it's a bad away in them. 
Yeah, Palace is always in Premier League history. It's kind of a tricky, tricky one. It's one of those teams that you expect to be beaten, but but then again, I mean, you know, we, before the Saints game, we were talking about how Southampton's Premier League record was superior uh, in the head-to-head to Villa's. So uh, I think we have, uh, well, a certain certain age group anyway uh, of Villa fans have a false sense of grandeur in terms of uh, recent time results and clubs that you, you you go into it thinking, oh, we should be beating them. And a lot of these teams have got actually in recent, the last decade, have got better records against us. So there's lots of yeah. rights to be, uh, lots of wrongs to be righted. Yeah, certainly Palace aren't the the kind of the yo-yo team that they were in the 90s and early 2000s. They're, they're kind of a relatively established side. And they're one of those clubs who they, they'll have periods in the season where you think, oh, they look god-awful. But they always have a run of fixtures that pulls them away from the bottom. And that's why they're always in and around mid-table. They always have a match winner, basically. They, I mean, they've attracted a lot of, let's say, the the kind of uh, the headline making wingers of recent years or, or forward players, but you know, mainly wingers uh, that come and go for a season or two. And that's mainly a, a lot of these players ultimately don't fit a team of the top. I'm, I'm talking about players that have played, uh, you know, like your Townsends and Kabai. I remember he was more of a central player. Obviously, Zahar. Everybody felt Zahar would would have left Palace years ago and he just yeah. never got the big move. Ben Teke washed upon their shores as well. And these are players that they got into those top teams, but they probably won't see as all-round uh, teamsters and... Even though you know, they had Yannick Balassi and people like that. As well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, players that find themselves out to be uh, smaller fishes in a big pond, they become big fish when they come to uh, Palace, and they, you know, they still attract these players. And would it be rude to call them mercenary players? I, I don't know. No, I think it's just it's, they view it as a as a stepping stone, possibly. Well, no, we'd, we'd, they've already made the big step, but then they get washed up on the shores of Selhurst Park. <laughs> Yeah, they've had a few guys go on to do good stuff as well. They like Sacco, they had Mamadou Sacco, didn't they? They had him and Wan Bissaka, Nathaniel Klein was there for a while. So they've kind of had a bit of everything. They're, they're, I, I thought almost class was like a bit of a bits and pieces team. They'd always have a few good players, but they generally don't stick around too long. Yeah, key stats going into the game. I've seen Gerard winning his first game against Brighton. The only other manager who has won their first two in charge of Villa is John Gregory in March '98. So touch wood. Stephen Gerrard joins the uh, the very small elite club, shall we say? And Gregory went on an amazing run after those two games. Put it this way: if Gerrard can match, get the win against Palace, and then match what Gregory did uh, in those initial games, then we've we've got some great victories coming up. <laughs> and an amazing run. I think, it was, I think I said on that on the last podcast. I think that second half of the season in '98, it was two defeats in twenty. Yeah, it was something mad, wasn't it? He won loads of games on the bounce, didn't he? We ended up sneaking into Europe. Right at the end of that season, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it just needs, just means you're just going to have to beat Liverpool, Manchester City to uh, make such a rally a possibility. But uh, let's not rule it out. Now that he's got rid of uh, ketchup from the menu, uh, anything's possible. And frankly, now that they've got a secret uh, Instagram account, that's that's going to make all the difference, right? Uh, we like to finish off the show by asking, who are we poaching from the opposition if we could choose one player to break into our first 11? Uh, this is, <laughs> it's like, do we have buyback clauses? Because there's been a few Villa players that have washed up. I keep saying washed up, but that's, that's what I'm using with uh, Palace because surely you don't go there willing. You just wash up on their shores. Benteke, Ayu have been two, let's say, decent performance for Villa. I mean, Benteke was top top level uh, in terms of recent Villa performers and uh, I would be half tempted to uh, if we were promised the form when he played for Villa now that we've actually got a decent uh, 
team to put around him. That could be mouthwatering, but obviously... Imagine Benteke, Watkins and Bailey as a three. Yeah, you know, even throw Ings in the mix there. But you'd probably have to come in for uh, Ings. But you're tempted to go for Zahar because I think that wide position still... uh... Zahar's established in that position, isn't he, as opposed to Watkins is kind of, he's going to have to learn the role again and and Bailey's kind of a bit, you know, blows hot and cold. Zahar's been kind of relatively consistent. Would he be an upgrade, though? Because uh, it's, it's a Not tough long-term. one. Because you would really, uh, you want Zahar in there, but alongside Watkins. Uh, I'm talking about front three here, but then does Ings qualify? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I was, I was actually for who I'd have. I was looking a little bit further back. I quite like Koyate in the middle of the park. He's that kind of more yeah. physic- physically dominant player that is probably what we would need right now. Conor Gallagher's obviously... A really informed player. You'd probably take Gallagher over everybody at the moment because he's that midfielder who can run the game for you, which we just haven't quite got working yet. Yeah, I mean, practically speaking, that'd probably be the better. I mean, we'd, I was just looking at the marquee uh, yeah, the names marquee for player. starters, but yeah, in terms of uh, practicality, in terms of the first eleven, and uh, actually improving it, and there is that missing cog at the moment where you just, in, in terms of the midfield, where it's just not clicking smoothly you're not turning up at Villa Park for example and thinking that midfield's sound and you also don't necessarily think the selection is 100% what Gerard wants you don't think oh, that's that's the midfield he wants he's probably it's having not to make itself is it no not at all not at all I think you know McGinn obviously gets his name on the team sheet and he's vice captain but you wonder if you had all the options that Gerard wanted of his as, at his disposal you don't quite know how it would all fit together yet that will be revealed on it next year probably and, you know, I would even venture that uh, for the Villa to have that well-balanced top midfield that actually services everything they want to do, whether it's making sure the fullbacks are protected when they come forward and or also getting the best out of our front men. You know, McGinn's still up as a as a blood sacrifice f- to achieve that. So uh, Possibly, no- yeah. Nothing's yeah. off the table there. I mean, a lot big, huge sentiment to McGinn, and uh, you know, he brings a lot of uh, almost like unpredictability to our play. You can do things, but and and it, you know, the effort's always there. But overall, in terms of retaining the ball and uh, balance, you know, it's it's not not a hundred percent banker in that respect. In terms of will he be there once we are turning up at Villa Park and knowing what our settled midfield is. Yeah, it's, that, is, that is a big question mark, isn't it? The whole, yeah. the whole midfield shape. Right, uh, before we get off, uh, as always, a big thank you to the My Man Said patrons for supporting the show. Uh, if you want to join us in Match Club for the, the Palace game, uh, do go to myoldmansaid.com and click on the patron link for more details there. And if you have been a My Man Said patron for a while and uh, suddenly can't get access to Match Club or... The, uh, the the extra podcast channel it may be because your uh, debit card has expired which uh, seems to be something that always happens so uh, do uh, check that if you have recently uh, changed uh, your card also uh, thank you to uh, Free Trade for supporting the show as per usual uh, if you uh, haven't funded your account yet uh, if you have signed up uh, that's how you get your free share which uh, will be to the value of three pounds to 200 pounds uh, free trade is uh, the commission free app which is kind of the perfect step to to start thinking about long-term investment which uh, whether you use free trade or not most people should be doing something that's never taught at school but uh, believe you me uh, it makes sense uh, even from a ver- very early age to uh, have your or uh, eyes on the prize in that respect. Uh, as with all kinds of investments, your capital is at risk, but uh, go to uh, 
freetrade.io slash moms to get more details and also to sign up for your free share. Right, uh, follow us on Twitter at MyOldManSaid. Follow us on Instagram at MyOldManSaid. Any final words, Mr. Bud? Just win. Just win indeed. It's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.